What's going on, everybody? Welcome back inside the video podcast room of the State Champ Sports Network. My name is Lauren Plant. We are located on the backside of the campus of Lawrence Technological University in Southfield, Michigan. My name is, again, Lauren Plant, and this is week six of Michigan Extra Point Live. Now, this show is designed to talk about the high school football scores as they come in, talk about some of the action we witnessed tonight, and to give the high school football community, you know, the fandom, an opportunity to share their thoughts in the chat. If you're a fan of the show, you know the man behind Bernie's Bites, a key figure in the state champ scout team universe, the stupendous Scott Bernstein. Thank you, LP. I always uh, feel very uh, wanted here in the... uh the, con- the friendly confines of state champs. Yes. Now, Kevin, can you turn my headphones down just a little bit? Thank you very much. I'm blasting myself out here. Uh, the man himself, Matt Mowry, will be joining us on the phone a little later in the show. Matt, along with the steadfast Chuck Pellerito. I think we all, f- we all share such a passion for what we do. That's, we do. Why, we're, that's, yes. that's why we work so well as a that's team. That's why I put these adjectives yeah. out in front of people. They, uh, the they superlatives. Were, that's right, the superlatives. They were out filming the fourth installment of this year's 2019 rivalry series, uh, Almont versus Armada. So Matt will tell us how that one turned out. Our producer tonight is the visionary, Kevin <laughs> Trzynski. The pioneering. And to my left... The sunflower, the lovely of and talented. <laughs> yes. Okay, the, I like it. The first shine of spring after a long winter's freeze. The first lady of the, the state champs network. The Febreze of what can sometimes <laughs> get a little foul around here. <laughs> Jenna Skelsky making her debut on Michigan Extra Point Live. How are we feeling this evening? Well, I'm still a little frozen from the game tonight. I was at Belleville and Fordson, but I'm excited to be here to, you know, teach you guys a thing or two about football. <laughs> we're ready to learn. Uh, yeah, gonna, just kidding. We're going to hold just it to date, to, to date myself She's a little bit. calling her shot. All right. Now, I, I actually covered uh, Miss Skalski while she was a high school athlete well, at St. Catharines yes. playing softball. There you that's, go. That's how old I am. Now we're colleagues. <laughs> well, she's, yes, exactly. And she's not that old. So no. Let's not, yeah, uh, graduated her... in 2016. Yeah, not yeah, too long exactly. ago. Exactly. So, all right. So Jenna's going to be here to help us out. She's going to read scores. She's going to help us out with some other things and be uh, involved with a uh, little bit of the commercial spots, stuff like that. So we thought we just wanted to kind of freshen up the room. And she, of course, provides that. So uh, before Jenna gets to the scores, which are coming up, we want to appreciate our corporate partners who make this and most state champs programming a reality. We are presented by, of course, Lawrence Technological University. The LTU football team is on the road tomorrow at Indiana Wesleyan. Blue Devils went 1-1 one one versus the Wildcats in 2018, but that was an exhibition season a year ago. This is the first game in the MSFA East Division. Good luck to Lawrence Tech. We also give major props to Hungry Howie's. You see the box in front of us here uh, in this one. They are famous for flavor. Of course, they're on their big pink campaign uh, during all of October. So they are supporting breast cancer with every pizza that you buy. Uh, vote in the, in the Hungry Howie's Mr. Football and Amble Award competitions at statechampsnetwork.com, so make sure you check that out. Uh, We also want to tell you that uh, there are some new candidates in the Amble Award race right now, including Castec Center, Rahim.
Raheem Anderson II, uh, Mount Pleasant's tight end and defensive end Tyler Huneman, Hall of Fame coach Tim Beckler talks about both those guys in our digital segment you can watch right now on State Champs' YouTube channel. Sean Belize and I went over the criteria for Mr. Football and who are maybe the top three guys in each category right now. Go watch that on YouTube. Go get your flavored crust. Get a pie from Hungry Howie's. I like combining the uh, the Parmesan with the Cajun. Yes. And kind yes. of have like, uh, do my own like bartending school yeah. of pizza That's crust good. where I kind of mix it up. It's right. We're going to eat pizza at the end of this show. We've got Asiago crust coming into this. I, and I, and I, would, I would add, I would throw that into the. And you're and eating it. I would throw that into the simmering pot of, of great uh, crust. Parmesan butter, yeah. Asiago, and Cajun. What do you think? Is that your favorite? I mean, I'm gluten free. So. Oh, so she doesn't like pizza. She's like, all right. Uh, speaking of Mr. Football Race, uh, normally we we were going to have a coach call in in our second uh, s- segment this week, but uh, we are going to have Donovan Edwards give a us a ring. Typhoon of terror in Absolutely. the backfield. He had an amazing night uh, as West Bloomfield beat Rochester Adams convincingly, thirty to six. He had a forty-five yard run. He had a little two-yard dive into the end zone. He had a seventy-nine yard pitch and catch. Definition of dynamic. I yeah, mean, the explosive. second the second this guy catches the ball or yeah. has the ball in his yeah. hands, he is a legitimate threat to go to the house from anywhere on the field. Yes, and he I've is, seen him yes. three times this year take the first handoff of a game and go fifty plus yards for a TD right through the defense like uh, you know like a like a warm knife through butter real deal holy field oh my god I mean he's he is outside of Mikey Weber um and maybe Prescott line that one senior year he had where he had like ran for like 3,000 yards this is the best running back I've seen in 12 years um, in terms of a prospect for the college level Mikey Weber is the only person that would compare to yeah. Donovan Edwards yeah and where is Mikey Weber now? He's playing in the league and played Ohio State. Dallas Cowboys. Backing up by Easy e So that's high praise. Yeah. And was Mr. a major, Burst. major force for the Buckeyes uh, with, under Urban no, Meyer. There's no question about it. Broke my heart. Yeah. Broke my and, heart. And Donovan Edwards is a reason the guy's got 35 offers. There's a reason people 35 are, offers, Jenna. There's a, there's a reason that people offers. are calling him the, the number one tailback prospect in the Midwest. And I... I Dare to say, I haven't seen all the tailback prospects in America, but I, I would guess you could put him, stack him up head-to-head with any tailback uh, recruit in the country, and, and Donovan Edwards could hold his own. All right, so we're going to talk to Donovan in just a little bit, so there's that. And also, we want to thank the Michigan High School Athletic Association. They have been big supporters of State Champs the last few years. Uh, we have a banner link right now at statechampsnetwork.com that will take you directly to the MHSAA score page. That is where you go for scores. Okay. Speaking of scores, it's week six. What does that mean? Teams are qualifying for the playoffs as we speak. It's time to get scores from teams ranked in the state champs top 25. To do that, Jenna Skelsky, the floor is yours. The Febreze is here to freshen up the room. <laughs> so fresh and so clean, clean. So read. All right, so Muskegon took on Jenison tonight, winning 49-10. to Cam Martinez, uh, probably the front runner for Mr. Football, another big game. No doubt. All right, and then Belleville also took on Dearborn Fordson tonight, winning 20-19. to That was a crazy game. It was a little sloppy, like with primitive terms that I have in the football world, but 
Yeah, they finished it up at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a two versus fifteen matchup. Uh, Tractors played tough though. Yep, I mean, they, yep. were, they were knocking at the door the, at the very end of that game. Yep, so. leading thirteen to six yeah. at one point. We'll have those highlights on state champs uh, later tonight on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, but also on Fox Sports Detroit on the state champ show. Mm-hmm. And then next up was Clinton Township, Chippewa Valley. They took on Warren Mott, winning thirty-one to seven. Who would have thought? Let me just make a quick comment about Scott Merchant. Great coaching job this year. Who would have thought that, you know, they lost all of that talent, one of the greatest teams Macomb County has ever seen, and they've come right back, yeah. and they're, um, I dare say, almost just as powerful as they were last year. Absolutely. Having a chance to go back to Ford Field and repeat. Yeah, already now qualified for the playoffs at yep. 6-0. And then next up we have West Bloomfield, who took on Rochester Adams, winning 30-6. to yep, We just mentioned that. We'll talk about that later. All right, and then Oak Park faced Birmingham Seaholm. Winning forty-one to twenty-one, pulled away at the end there. Mm-hmm. And going. then Rockford beat Caledonia ten to seven. Yep. Who would have thought Rockford six and zero to start this season? Uh, not I. We've got them ranked sixth in the state right now. One of those glamour programs, but didn't have a ton mm-hmm. of the you know the stud players that you look at and be like, okay, this is going to be a great Rockford team. But sometimes that doesn't matter. They, they, they're good high school football players. Speaking of great teams, the next one. Davison beat Grand Ledge 63-21. to the, the Brendan Sullivan train keeps on a-rolling. Yeah, no doubt about it. Davison is going to be a force to be reckoned with yep. moving forward. They are in the playoffs. All right, and then this is, <laughs> this is a big gap here. Muskegon Monashores faced Grand Rapids Union winning 56-0. to Yeah, no surprise. Caden Brosmer, one of the more undervalued quarterbacks in, uh, in the state. And then kind of the same situation here. Birmingham Groves face Troy Athens, 49-0. to They're looking big primed. Mm-hmm. Bouncing back big since that loss to Oak Park. All right. And then Mount Pleasant faced Midland, losing 22-21. to Yep, that was an 11-17 matchup and uh, could have gone either way. Both teams undefeated coming in. Good on Midland for doing that. Speaking of rivals series, we'll have the annual Midland-Midland-Dow Week 8 matchup as our featured rivals series game. That's always a doozy. Please continue. All right, and then South Lion went on the gridiron against Waterford Mott, and they won that one 51-12. Yeah, Mott is just Mott struggling. Uh, they, they had that they run of a struggle bus for a team that barely made the playoffs. They had a run there where I think they made it four out of five years or something. And now they look like they're going to miss two straight years. So. Yep, South Line on the other end playing very well. Yeah. Coming back off that you know that league championship team last year that ran the table in the regular yeah. season and uh, is looking you know they brought like you know ninety percent of the roster back and it, and it's uh, haven't missed a beat. Yeah, bounce back win for Lake Orion. Yep, yep, Lake Orion, Bloomfield Big. Hills. 42 to 6. Expected that. Yeah, no surprise. <laughs> Keep going. All right, and then Livonia Franklin played Westland John Glenn, winning 42 to 7. Yep, they're undefeated in the playoffs. Keep going. Granville went up against Hudsonville, losing 44 to 21. Yes, that was a surprise. Six, we had uh, Granville 16th ranked, Hudsonville unranked, uh, but Hudsonville 4 and 1 going into that one. So Granville faces their first loss, and they get doubled up. In the in the going, please continue. Plymouth beat Heartland thirty-five to thirteen. So Plymouth in the playoffs, still undefeated. We wouldn't have called that at the beginning of the year. Nope. We've got them ranked eighteenth in the state. And then Chelsea also beat Ypsilanti Community thirty to six. All right, and then yep. up next is Edwardsburg. They took on Plainwell and they won fifty-two to three. Yep. 
And then going forward, Brownstown, Woodhaven took on Southgate Anderson, and we don't have those scores of that one yet. So so you shouldn't read it. Yeah, you know, I kind of noticed the blank space. I was just so in the moment. Just I'm just going. so excited to give All right. everyone All right, let's go through these this. towns. All right, and then Lapeer took on Grand Blank, winning 54-20. to 20. Mm-hmm. Byron Center went up against Comstack Park, beating them 48 to nothing. Up next was Wald Lake Western going up against Waterford Kettering, winning 35-10. to 10. And then, last but not least, we have Celine taking on Temperance Bedford, winning 24-21. to 21. Yep, so uh, yeah, go ahead. give a quick uh, RIP to a former Wald Lake Western player who died. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Uh, Quinn Dowdy. Yeah. Um, just uh, Quincy Dowdy, who, who, who was a, a real force for their defense. Um, I think it was Quincy. His last yeah. name was Dowdy, and yeah. um, he wore number six. And uh, there's a lot of been uh, a lot of uh, very, very heartfelt uh, thoughts about him on social media this last day or two. Right. Shout out to Byron Center, six and zero to start the season. Uh, so they're playing great football. Normally, what we're covering for Byron Center is bowling. So uh, the fact that the football team is being as dominant as they are right now, uh, congratulations to them. Obviously a huge win. And I mean, 48 nothing. Granted, they were playing 1-4 Comstock Park, but they continue to roll. We've got them ranked 23rd in the state. The state champs rivals game, we'll talk about that when Mallory comes on in the next segment, so you don't need to give that score. But we did have some other key games that we want to get to, and uh, this time we're not going to interrupt you. So I want you to just roll through all these scores, and then we'll comment on a few of them when you're done. Go for it. Okay. All right. So, Escanaba went up against Mononymy, winning 26-20. Fowlerville at Mason, Fowlerville losing 21-14. Iron Mountain up against Calumet, um, 15-14, so Iron Mountain won. Hudsonville Unity Christian took on Zeeland West, losing 20-14. Schoolcraft went up against Constantine, winning 27-24. Uh, we don't have the score yet for North Branch in Richmond, but moving on, we have Pontiac Notre Dame, who played Noblesville Guerin Catholic. Yep. Guerin Catholic. Guerin. Yep, exactly. Who will take on a Brother Rice team next week. Yep, and Pontiac lost that game 34-23. to We have Marine City, who took on Claussen tonight, winning 44-6. to And Pawama Westphalia, <laughs> always a fun name to say, played Livonia Clarenceville, winning 49-8. to And, of course, we have Ithaca and Hemlock, and Ithaca lost 30-6. to Up next, we have Ludington. They played Muskegon Orchard View, and they lost 30-14. to Farmington at Auburn Hills. Avondale, who won 51 to 24. And then we have Sanford Meridian, who played Beaverton tonight. Beaverton won 20 to 0. Up next, we have Southfield A&T, who took on Clarkston tonight, and they lost by 22 in, in overtime. 22 21 in overtime. Mm-hmm. That was two teams fighting for their proverbial playoff lives. Yeah. Yes, and it was Cl- and Clarkston winning that one, huh? Yep. Boy. Well, good for them. I knew they would they would find themselves back. So continue, please. Allendale faced Grand Rapids Catholic Central tonight, losing twenty to nineteen. Holt played East Lansing, winning twenty one to fourteen. And after that we have Goodrich who took on Lake Fenton, winning forty nine to fourteen. And Ravenna took up Montague, winning seventeen to seven. And Saint Joseph played Portage Central, winning thirty four to seven. And this one hurts to read. Detroit Catholic Central lost to Warren De La Salle, 14-3. I'm a CC fan. That's all right. It's all right. Keep reading. All right. And then... um, Eight player. 
the uh, eight-player one? All yep, right. Yep. All right, so Martin went up against Bridgman tonight, winning 50-16. to 16. Then we have Brimley taking on Ennegine. Engadine. Engadine. My bad. Engadine. Uh, Engadine won 66 to 8. And Deckerville played Mayville tonight, winning 44 to 12. Okay. In fact, we'll have highlights of that game. We have eight player football on state champs this week. And so, highlights of the Deckerville Mayville clash will be on the show this week. Uh, we'll talk about some of the other matchups uh, that are uh, be coming up. If you're interested in seeing the updates in Matt Mowry's top 25 rankings, he also ranks the smaller schools and eight player football too. Click the rankings list. Uh, I'm sorry, rankings link at statechampsnetwork.com. Uh, so uh, that's where you go to get that, and Matt does a great job, does a lot of work uh, in that. So a couple just quick notes here before we go. We've got Donovan Edwards coming up after the break, uh, but I do want to uh, mention a couple of things here uh, um, just on those scores. Uh, number one that uh, was really surprising to me is uh, the fact, well, Detroit Catholic Central losing to Warren Indian South. That just kind of puts... The Catholic League back completely in so play. Mur- so murky. Exactly. If Rice beats Orchard Lake tomorrow, then we're all right back even, which is usually what it is every year. Offensive firepower seems to be at a premium um, in the Catholic Central right now. There's not a lot of great offensive teams. Orchard Lake St. Mary seems to be the one that can generate more offense than the rest. But when it comes to Catholic Central, D. and Brother Rice right now, when they're playing legitimate competition and they're not playing Sisters of the Poor, they're having difficult difficulty generating points. Yeah, and how about Hemlock? Three and two Hemlock takes on uh, Ithaca, Ithaca, who was undefeated. Yes, thirty to six, they win that one. So good on them. I don't even remember that what their nickname is, and I usually remember most of them. So good on Hemlock uh, to get the win in that one. Farmington and North Farmington are putting. Yeah, two weeks they play. They play in two weeks. Yeah, that may even be our main event in two they're not weeks. Just, they're, both these teams are 6-0. They're yeah. not just undefeated. They're crushing competition. Yeah. Other than that week one uh, pull-away victory at the end for North Farmington over Kettering, it's been all blowouts. They're, they're, they're averaging 40 points a game. Same with Farmington, averaging about 40 points a game. Yeah. Um, just a lot of playmaking on, on both of those rosters. All right, and shout out to uh, some of the comments coming online. Perry Simon, Belleville has now won 30 regular season games in a row. It's super impressive. Um, you know, this definitely can be the year, and it's winning. You know, they had it a, needs to be the year. They had a super battle with Dearborn Fortson at home last year. Uh, that went all the way down to the wire. Forts and a very tough team to beat. So, again, winning these games yeah. are important. Let me state for the record, it yes. needs to be the year. Yes, it has Even to though be West Bloomfield didn't win it two years ago, getting to Ford Field validated that program. Right. All these recruiting stars and you have 27 recruits doesn't mean anything if you don't do anything during the playoffs. So, I mean, to me, this is it's, it's Ford Field or bust for Belleville this year. I'm not saying they need to win it. But they need to make a run to Ford Field with the kind of talent they got on that roster. Right. So it's a. Because it's a, by far, by far, when we're talking about yeah, college recruiting, yeah. it's by far the best roster it, in the state. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. uh, two point conversion was the reason that uh, Clarkston beat Southfield A&T. That was uh, in, at, at their homecoming game. So we appreciate those comments. We got that on, uh, on YouTube, on the YouTube watching this right now. Uh, so. Um, Anyway, I'm just checking the comments and stuff. Good stuff, guys. Keep keep the uh, keep the activity going. You're looking for a brother ice score. You're not going to find it because they play tomorrow. Yeah. They play Orchard, and you'll be at that. I'll game. be there at the uh, the big red uh, the red zone, if you will. Okay, down in uh, at Orchard Lake St. Mary's, the big red field. All right, we're going to take our first time out, but right now we're going to bring you this week's MHSA minute. 
Today we'd like to introduce you to the Michigan Consensus Statement in Beliefs for Youth Football. Done right, youth football can be a positive and safe experience for kids. But unfortunately, there are a number of community or club-based programs that take things too far. The Michigan High School Athletic Association has joined with the Michigan Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association, the Michigan High School Football Coaches Association, and the Michigan Trainers Society to develop a list of core beliefs that should guide all youth football programs in Michigan. Among those beliefs are calendars which coincide with high school programs, starting in mid-August and playing a maximum of eight games, flag football being played until the fourth grade, and not introducing any kind of contact until the fifth grade. Focusing on skill development for all participants and learning multiple positions and practice limitations that are patterned after MHSAA programs for the length of time and the amount of full contact. Using background check coaches who have completed Michigan concussion law requirements, trained in basic first aid and schooled in the participation philosophy and skill development approach to youth football. The ultimate goal is to build cooperation between high school and youth football programs to grow the game. School coaches and athletic administrators should help influence youth programs to put these beliefs into practice for the well-being of their kids. You can read the entire statement on the football page of the MHSAA website. I chose Lawrence Tech for the architecture program and volleyball team. Architecture is a great fit for me because I love math and design. Now I combine them with technology to create beautiful structures. At Lawrence Tech, I didn't have to wait until my third year to start designing. Our hands-on education begins right from day one. And I'm really excited about LTU's Design Center in Detroit. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Hungry Howie's wants to thank you. Yes, you, how long can I stay on this couch guy? Super Dad, who prevented birthday disaster, and the late night study group that ordered 17 pizzas. Thank you to the holy moly, did you see that fans? And thank you, Whole Slice and One Bite Kid, because for every pizza sold in October, we make a donation to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. And together, we've raised nearly $3 million just by doing what you love. Hungry? Howie's. This is Alan True from 24-7 Sports with this week's State Champs Recruit Report brought to you by My Student Aid. The Ohio Mac schools have been aggressively recruiting the state of Michigan recently. The Toledo Rockets came up and offered several players from the state, including Oak Park safety Jalen Mines. Six foot two, 185 pound junior, Mines now has several offers, including Iowa State, Kentucky, and now the Rockets. Toledo also offered Detroit Cast Tech defensive lineman Clarence Wilson, six foot three, 250 pound junior, who has four offers total. Wilson says he's hearing from several Big Ten schools as well, including Michigan, who he's set to visit, and Purdue. Speaking of Ohio Mac schools, Bowling Green came up to Michigan and offered several players from the state as well. One of them was Utica Eisenhower's Dalton Duecki, six foot four, 270 pound two way lineman. Purdue ended up following suit on Dewecki, offering him a scholarship, the first Big Ten school to do so. Look for that to not be his last, though, as Dewecki has been a dominant player and a varsity player since his freshman season. For this week's State Champs Recruit Report, I'm Alan True. The Recruit Report is brought to you by My Student Aid, Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. Go to michigan.gov slash mistudentaid for more information.
All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Michigan Extra Point Live. My name is Lauren Plant. Jenna Skelsky joining us on the broadcast tonight, and Scott Bernstein. And joining us on the phone right now, I just saw this guy uh, put up a great performance tonight versus Rochester Adams. His name is Donovan Edwards. He is a Hungry Howie's Mr. Football candidate. I know his quarterback is now... Uh, definitely wanting to have himself be considered to be on that list as well. We shall see how that turns out. Uh, but uh, Donovan joining us on the phone right now. Donovan, thank you for uh, giving us a few minutes tonight. We appreciate it. For sure. The Great pre- to be on here. The premier playmaker in the OAA Red, Donovan the Dominator Edwards. Because <laughs> you have been dominating the competition uh, this year, uh, Donovan. Just talk about the whole season and and just kind of coming back off that injury last year. Only played half a season, and uh-huh. you know it's just you know you've been uh, you've been a, a blockbuster success uh, in your junior year. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I, I've had like a real big chip on my shoulder. You know, uh, after coming off of a, like a huge injury, like the way I did, so I just decided, you know, just to play extremely fast, run extremely hard, and just do the things that I can't do for uh, to win football against my team. Yeah, no doubt about it. And of course, as has been most years, heavy expectations on West Bloomfield. Uh, and I know that there's, you talk about a chip on your shoulder or a bad taste in the mouth. Uh, you know, all the guys who were a part of the state champ, state finals run a few years ago and not being able to close that deal. And Donovan was a freshman on I, that team. Exactly. Was getting touches. That's right. And now this group, you guys feel that responsibility that you're the ones who want to take the Lakers over the top. Uh, obviously, this was a big win tonight. You had uh, some, you know, some big plays. Obviously, the 79-yard pitch and catch between you and Harris uh, was electric, and that was great. Uh, and then, obviously, your 45-yard run that you had in the first quarter was 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 great yep. too. Talk about just uh, the way that this group now is playing. This is pivotal. You guys are five and one. You win next week. You're in the playoffs. But I know it's one game at a time. But just you know, and I was paying attention to kind of what Coach Bellamy was talking to you guys after the game. Just just talk about where the head of this team is at right now because you know uh, it's so competitive each and every week that you need to be at your best each and every week. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, uh, C.J. Harris, how you mentioned him, you know, he, he really got his role in it. You know, he's a great leader. Yeah. He uh, he got a, he got our whole, our whole entire office straight. He basically, you know, just said to us, like, like, look, like we, we got to get this together. And I, I'm thinking, like, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a big factor, a part of this offense. But I want to get my other guys involved. That's what I tried to do today. But it's, it's all about the leadership, you know. That's just what it is. Donovan, let me jump in there for a second. You know, looking at you from a, a, a prospect stance and an evaluation. Obviously, you got the, the the sprinter speed. You know, you got, you're a home run threat times 15. I mean, when you get into the open field, it's over with. But to me, what's 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 the best thing about you as a recruit is your vision. You seem to be able to read where the play is going before the play goes there and hit those holes. You know, a good half a second before the first defender is touching touching your jersey. Well, what do you attribute that to? Is that something you've always had, or something that you think you kind of developed uh, through your varsity career? Oh, uh, I definitely, yeah, I definitely developed it. You know, uh, I think my freshman year, I wasn't like, my vision wasn't like, it wasn't good. And my sophomore year started to get better. But now, like, I think like, you know, coming with my vision, you know, trusting, trusting my offensive line, trusting the up backs that we have, 
I think, and like I, I just read, like I read, uh, I read the uh, the defense before like the play happens. So like, I see like like uh, like linebackers blitzing, so I would know where to go before like anything happens. He is like the epitome of a, a human chunk play right now. Yeah, I mean, he's breaking off 30, 40, 50, 60 yard runs on a regular. Like, I can't imagine that his uh, per touch average right now is considerably over ten. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. good, and the and the offensive line is not considerably is, is over giving 10, you some around the ten mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Give, giving you some holes. Um, I would like to ask you uh, your opinion. We talked a little bit about your quarterback, but in the third quarter specifically. He broke away. He broke away from the pack. It looked like he had a clear sail to the end zone, and he was caught from behind. Uh, yeah, that's just <laughs> got to give him some. Yeah, got to give him some grief for this weekend for that. Yeah, that, I got. I got. I got to give it to him. I got to give it to him now. But cre- but credit to CJ and Donovan mentioned this in in a question that we asked him a couple minutes ago. But something clicked last week in the fourth quarter. Just kind of a light bulb uh-huh. went on, and all of a sudden this Westmanville offense that was having a, a little bit of growing pains, uh, recovering from not having Lance Dixon anymore, not having the the all you know all world wide receivers that they've had the last couple of years. Right. Something has clicked, and they are they are rolling now over what happened at the end of last week against Lake Orion, and then taking out a really good. Rochester Adams team yeah. by a substantial margin. A Rochester Adams team that took Lake Orion down to the wire. Yeah. So just, I guess the last thing we want to ask you is we what, kind of expand on what you said before, but what's been the the difference in the last, let's say, a game and a quarter? Yeah, and the biggest difference between this year's team and last year's team. Oh well, like uh, well, well, basically, it's like last year's team, like. It was like everybody was like more experienced, you know. Like we had Trey Mosley, who's at Michigan State. We had Lance Dixon, who's at Penn State. We had like all these like freakish athletes who can like who can do everything. But then you know we lost those guys. We brought we brought uh, some more people in. You know, Ethan Bunch, Chase Glover, and uh, everybody else. And I think that those two specifically, I think like because this is their first like their first year starting on varsity. I think like they're doing an amazing job, you know. Um, Ethan Bunch had four yeah. touchdowns last week. You know, kind of went yeah. from a, a, a quiet playmaker to a pretty loud playmaker in a matter of a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm I'm very proud of what, what Ethan had, what Ethan did that game. I just been, you know, I've been trying to, you know, just encourage him. You know, like we got to, you know, just pushing and pushing and pushing. You know, just getting better in practice because practice uh, turns turns games into just. Everything. There's definitely so, been an injection I, of confidence in this group the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, like uh, you know, coming in like the first couple of weeks, it was very, like, very, very slow. You know, we didn't, we weren't as fast as we are now. We didn't put up as many points as we do now. It was just, it was just grow. It was we just grew. You know, we just grew a lot. And it, I think, I think it's just a, it was a confidence thing at first. But everybody has confidence in our offense now, so we we have a road. Yeah, you guys are, are are playing the best football you should right now at the most critical time of the season. I do want to ask you before we let you go, uh, Donovan Edwards. That's what we're speaking with from West Bloomfield, fine running back. Uh, obviously, your uh, 
recruiting stature right now is growing. Uh, you've got a ton of offers are out there. I'm, you know, I'd, I'm curious. Uh, you know, it's funny. Twenty four seven sports will have their They're kind of leaning, the, yeah, their radar. Like if you're warm or if you're, or if you're cool, <laughs> you know. And uh, the warm category right now is Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State. So obviously, a lot Nothing of people wrong with li- those three, and a lot of people listening right there obviously have a huge rooting interest in in those teams specifically. Uh, yeah. But I'm just curious, how is the recruiting process going? How have you been able to to deal with it, and what kind of um, you know how are you just basically handling all the attention and, and still being able to focus on what on what you need to do? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, it's, it's the recruiting process is really good. You know, I have coaches texting me every day. You know, um, I just think like whatever, whatever school I choose at the end is just the best school for me. You know, I don't like. Like you, like how Macari and Cornell are going to Michigan, you know. I think that that's fantastic, you know. But like, you know, like they kind of like a little influence on me because you know, like those are my teammates. Those, those sure. are like my my brothers. Yeah. So yeah, so it's the recruiting process has been amazing for me so far. Yeah, uh, Donovan got a Michigan offer right after his freshman year. And then he's got another guy behind him right now who I believe is a sophomore named Dylan Tatum. Who yep. and then he's got Anthony May. They got three running backs there that are all going to play college football probably. Everyone yeah. talks about Donovan the most because yeah, he's I the know. blue chipper. I know. All right. Well, hey, Donovan, yep. great game tonight, and uh, I know it's homecoming weekend, so enjoy the homecoming weekend and uh, everything you know that goes on with that. Uh, good luck. You know, you guys have uh, Bloomfield Hills next week, then Oxford, and then you'll have a crossover game. Uh, but it's yep. all it's all about uh, building everything towards the ultimate goal, which is the playoffs. And and who knows, maybe we'll see uh, another round with Belleville, perhaps uh, in the in the playoffs. I know you guys would love to get your hands on those guys again. Uh, we will yep. see. We'll see how things turn out. But again, congratulations tonight, and thank you so much for joining us. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. Keep keep grinding, Donnie. Thank you. All right. L boys in the house. That's right. And they were doing it. The L boys were calling it out yep. at the end of the game. So, uh, yes. The swamp. That's right. They were uh, they were doing fantastic. It went from like 10 years ago, there was no student section at West Bloomfield. Now it's one yeah. of the best student sections in the in the state with the swamp. And went from, uh, you know, this is what what I like to call an, you know, an instant, uh, uh, you know, they went from zero to 100 in terms of their program. They were such an afterthought all these years. And Absolutely. now whenever you're talking about the best programs in the state, they're one of the first teams you bring up. And that's a credit to Ronnie Bellamy. No doubt. We got them ranked fourth right now in the state. They are five and one. Okay, we are going to take another time out. And when we come back, we are going to speak with uh, Matt Mowry, our digital managing editor. He was at our rival series this week, which is Almont versus Armada. So he'll talk about that match. But before we go, we do have this message from the MHSAA. All right, did you hear the news? Studies of high school football players who played 50 to 60 years ago did not, I repeat, not show an increase, increased re- risk oops, of neurological disorders compared to their non-playing classmates, and the game now is a lot safer than it was then. High school sports, including football, have never been safer, and sports participation is a good part of a young person's overall education. Learn more at the Health and Safety page of the MHSAA website, a message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics.
Hungry Howie's wants to thank you. Yes, you, how long can I stay on this couch guy? Super Dad, who prevented birthday disaster. And the late night study group that ordered 17 pizzas. Thank you to the holy moly, did you see that fans? And thank you, Whole Slice and One Bite Kid. Because for every pizza sold in October, we make a donation to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. And together we've raised nearly $3 million just by doing what you love. Hungry? Howie's. I chose Lawrence Tech for the architecture program and volleyball team. Architecture is a great fit for me because I love math and design. Now I combine them with technology to create beautiful structures. At Lawrence Tech, I didn't have to wait until my third year to start designing. Our hands-on education begins right from day one. And I'm really excited about LTU's Design Center in Detroit. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Hey guys, welcome back inside the comfy confines of the State Champs podcast room here uh, on the grounds of the State Champs studios. The State, Gra- the state Champs campus. That's right. The Within campus. the Lawrence Tech campus. That's right. We are. This is a campus. I would say that. Wouldn't you say that? Oh, it is for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's a very unique uh, kind of setting. Hopefully we'll have this whole floor someday. Uh, but uh, we have a good sizable little property here and uh, I'm digressing so we are moving on to uh, our last segment of tonight and that means we are going to bring in Matt Mowry who was at the Almont versus Armada game tonight and that is uh, the uh, latest installment in our rivalry series so we have uh, Matt on the phone joining us now Matt how are you doing not bad how are you doing doing well tell us about what went down today we didn't even report the score so you can give us the full 411 well, it, it ended up being 48-14 Elmont. Um, they, they've kind of owned the rivalry since 2004. They haven't lost uh, to Armada. I mean, before that, it was relatively even 50-50 split on who was going to win. But for the last 14 years, it's, it's been pretty one-sided. And and it, it was it was a situation where Coach James Lusby from Elmont knew that last week coming off a big win – they started a little slow, and next week they've got a big matchup with Richmond looming. He definitively did not want his team overlooking Armada at all. He wanted them to come out strong and come out fast, it, and they really did. I mean, they led 22 nothing after the first quarter, and it was 41 nothing right before the half before uh, Armada actually got on the board right before the half. And then it was, it was a scoreless second half right up until the last 45 seconds, and both teams scored to kind of add add a couple of cosmetic scores but it was the this is a an almont offense that has outscored opponents 297 to 37 so far this season and and the problem and even in talking to coach Lusby, one of the problems is they're scoring on some of the most simplistic plays that they have so they really haven't opened up the playbook at all. And he said, you know, it's we, we, they, they ran spread a little bit in the second half today just to kind of test it out because they haven't had to because it's been, you know, just a handful of plays that they've been running over and over again. And, and, and it's a very good offensive team. Now, obviously, next week against Richmond, they've got a, a 6-0 and Richmond team that's basically that game will settle the Blue Water Area Conference uh, title. So it's going to be it's going to be a tough test. But uh 
they 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 got one of the goals out of the way today and they they clinched a playoff berth for their 10th straight year and 13th time in 14 seasons one of the interesting things uh, when reading your article, and you should always do this, uh, we do a couple things uh, preparing for our Rivals Week coverage, is that uh, Armada's uh, uh, probably most famous alumnus, Dick Enberg, the Hall of yep. Fame broadcaster, and uh, a 1952 graduate. And Voice of the UCLA Bruins when they had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bill Walton. That is correct, and he was a quarterback for the Tigers uh, back then. And, um, you know, it's always fun, I'm sure, when you get a chance to kind of do some of the research uh, on, on the schools themselves and the cities and the teams, and, and you always kind of dig up, you know, some interesting nuggets. Yeah, and it was it, one of the, the things I was trying to dig up with this one is to find out exactly when the first time they played, because this rivalry dates back somewhere in the early 1900s. And um, actually, the junior varsity coach at uh, Almont, uh, Jeffrey uh, Bukowski, was very instrumental in helping me kind of dig this up because it's something he's taken an interest in over the years, in part because his father and his father's twin brother both played at Almont, and their grandfather, his grandfather played there in the 1940s. So he knows that having listened to his grandfather, grandfather's stories over the years that they played in the 43 44 45 range when his grandfather was in school um and he knows the first almont team was in 1910 but we're not really sure back in the kind of the mists of time when exactly the first meeting was but this has been one of those you know every every time they change conferences they change conferences together whether it be the little six back in the old days you know before the 1950s and then it was the southern thumb athletic uh, Con association the staa and now it's the the BWAC, the Blue Water Area Conference, and they've always gone hand in hand. And like I said, it's it's not been as close a rivalry over the last couple of years, but this used to be a war back in the day when, you know, it was Ed Wustenberg was at Armada and uh, Gary Carsons was at Almont and, uh, and um, one of the assistant coaches likened it kind of to a, a bow and woody kind of thing that they had going back and forth and it, it was back in those days it was it was a heated rivalry and a very close one yeah and again you know the history of not just the schools but of the cities you know armada uh which is in macomb county uh mm -hmm. four I, I i love these little notes he had 494 was the population back in 1870 you know, the first schools were in the 1830s. They were these one-room schoolhouses, 0.76 square miles. Wow. You know, that's all it is. Now, in Armada, on the, on the other side, that is a Lapeer County uh, city, 1.42 square miles, just 837 uh, in 1880 was their population. Uh, and their high school was built in 1884, but then it was burned to the ground in 1927. I say to the ground, mm. I'm, I'm being uh, <laughs> and then Union, hyperbolic. yeah, hyperbolic. Then Union High School built uh, in 1876, and that burned in 1881. So, uh, just you know, like there's so much crazy history and all of that with, uh, that go on between these, um, you know, small towns and and small cities. And uh, again, these rivalries have been going on a long time. That is the whole purpose of what we're doing. It's not about the wins and the losses. It's about the battles and and you know the the uh the Johns and the Joes you know getting at it and going after it for for decades and I know that there are always fans in there who can remember them when they played in this rivalry so we appreciate you sir keep doing it where are you going next week sir we are going to Plainwell versus Otsego Woo. we'll be back over to the west side again 
Yep, and that is another long-standing rivalry. And often yeah. when you read publications, that one is mentioned, uh, you know, in that top kind of eight or nine as as the tops in the sea. Do you know Jenna Skilski? Where Plainwell and Otsego locate? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's about it. The long and short of it. So uh, she has no idea where she's going. So, uh, all right. So here's what we want to do. Um, Matt, thank you. I want you to stay here with us. Stay on the line as we kind of wrap up the show here. Uh, we want to take a look ahead as to uh, what are some of the games in week uh, seven that we'll be looking forward to. So why don't you tell us what those matchups are there, Jenna Kelsey? Do you have those in front of you? Uh, I do not believe so. No. You do okay. So you do not have uh, Matt's list of the games that are coming up. Well, it's a good thing that I do. So here it is uh, again. Matt mentioned the rivalry series at Seago at Plainwell. Uh, we're also uh, looking forward to next week South Lion at Wald Lake Western. Yeah, that's going to be the you know de facto, not de facto. That will be that will be the battle for the LVC title. Whoever yep. wins that will most likely uh, take home that title. Orchard Lake St. Mary's at Novi Detroit Catholic Central. Uh, so that is going to be critical depending on what, what happens, happens tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, Romeo at Macomb, Dakota. Uh, that will be big for both of those schools. Port Huron and Port Huron Northern, obviously always a, a huge rivalry between the two. Uh, Hudsonville will be at Rockford. And again, Matt, we were talking about it earlier in the show, uh, Rockford just keeps on winning. It was a narrow margin, though, tonight, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. It like? yeah. Y- yes, it was very, very close. They um, uh, won 10-7 over Caledonia. I got some stats on Oh, and Matt, what, since I have you on the line, and I just kind of mentioned it, how about 3-2 and two Hemlock beating Ithaca 30-6? to six? Yes, the Hemlock Huskies pulling it off. <laughs> yeah. You knew it. I didn't know the the, the uh, mascot, but you did. That's uh, that's unbelievable. So uh, Grass Lake at Addison next week. Just real quick. Go ahead. Back one, one. one thing. Uh, I just got some text from the uh, Wild Lake Western people. Some stats on Zach Trainer, Mr. Uh, football candidate, uh, junior quarterback, 22 of 30, 325 yards, four touchdowns, another uh, blistering stat effort by Mr. Trainer. No doubt about it. So that's going to be a good one next week, South Lion and Wall Lake Western. Uh, we've also got to Claire at Beaverton next week. Uh, as we mentioned, Garen Catholic, which is an Indiana school, will be at Brother Rice, Rice next week. So we'll be able to have that game on both State Champs Indiana and State Champs Michigan. So uh, Davison at Warren De La Salle, that's that a huge one. That's going to be very exciting. Well, I, I, that I might want, be our main event right there. eager to see that. Solving go up against that De La Salle defense. Yeah, that will be really interesting. Zealand East at Byron Center. Again, Matt, we were talking about Byron Center. They win again. Uh, yeah, they just keep rolling along. Rolling along. Uh, like I said, I only we used to cover them in bowling. and uh, But here they are, rolling along. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Battle Creek Lakeview <laughs> at St. Joseph next week. St. Clair at Marine City. Hancock at Iron Mountain for you Upers. Maple City Glen Lake at Kingsley. Almont at Richmond. Matt already alluded to that one in Freeland at Swan Valley. Let me give one before we leave. I want to give a shout out to Royal Oak Shrine. Starting the season six and zero for the first time yeah, in eight, that's where you were eight years. They beat Waterford out of the Lakes thirty four seven. The first time they've beaten Lakes, I believe, in eight years. They have a really nice sophomore class quarterback Connor Benson, uh, tailback Jacob Sanders. Benson threw for about one eighty five and two touchdowns. Sanders ran for about one seventy five and two touchdowns. Ripped off a seventy five yarder uh, in the fourth quarter to put the game away. So the future's bright over at Shrine and, and Cotro. All right, before we go. Look what we have here, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, Hungry Howie's hooking us up, 
And uh, we are definitely going to eat this. Jenna will not, <laughs> since she is gluten-free. It has nothing to do Smells with good. Knowledge, but Smells <laughs> good. Thank you guys for watching tonight. And uh, make sure you watch State Champs this Sunday at 9, Fox Sports Detroit. We'll have highlights of all the games this weekend. Bottoms up. This is the Osteago crust. This is fantastic. Flavor crust bottoms up. Please support Hungry Howie's. I shouldn't have taken a bite because I cannot finish. Mm. Uh, but I do want to tell you guys again, um, make sure you support our sponsors. It's real important. We'll see you next week on Extra Point Live. we got a lot of stuff that will be loaded up, tons of content this weekend. So please follow us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, like, subscribe, and most importantly, please share. I have Jenna. I think it was a pretty um, easy go of it. Privilege, Jenna. All right, yeah. It's going to get more difficult as things move on. Sounds good to me. Okay. Got to learn, right? You're right. You're right. She is an eager beaver. So, all right, There's guys. There's been quite a, a few uh, young ladies in her spot in the past years that have gone on to do some pretty big things. So, Jenna, yes, amazing things. Yes, they have. you got some pretty big shoes to fill. We know you're going to. That's right. She's got a great attitude. And uh, thank you all for participating in the chat, and we will see you next week. <laughs>